Hello, and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. I'm Val. And today we are talking about Batman. Batman! Batman! And as was pointed out a few minutes ago, we need to specify which Batman we're talking There's about. There's been a lot of Batman. There have been a lot of Batman. <laughs> Batman. Batman. Uh, Batman movies? Yes. 1989 is the one we're talking about. Tim oh, Burton Batman. Tim Burton started everything for me. Started everything um, for you. I'm, my love of the Dark Knight, my love for DC, my love for Warner Brothers, my love for Michael Keaton, my love, mm-hmm. I mean, just so many loves started with this movie for me. Awesome. This my is love the for epicenter the, of my love. love for the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that this, there was a lot that this impacted for me too. Like I, I, I've never been a big Batman fan and even after this movie, I'm still not a huge Batman fan, but this particular movie I love. And I, this for me started my lifelong love of Tim Burton. Yes. Because I think that was when I first realized, probably not the first time I saw it, but as I got a little bit older, there was a certain style and look to his film Mm -hmm. and uh, I wanted more of it. So anything that he did, I loved after that. Yeah. This was one, I was 14 when this came out. This was like peak age for me. I knew who Batman was. We didn't really read comics when I was a kid. Um, so this was my first introduction to a Batman story. I knew the basic character, but I didn't know much about him. Um, absolutely fell in love with it. Fell in love with the with this, uh, the, the build of the film, the style of the film, the buildings, the way it was shot. Um, it kind of, in a lot of ways, made me want to get into movies and movie making. Mm-hmm. Um absolutely just was enthralled seeing this on the big screen as a kid. And mm-hmm. that score by Danny Elfman is just oh. so iconic, so good. Was he like 12 when he did the score for this movie? Probably. Yeah, I, I think pretty like close. he's been alive forever, right? Like well, every movie that I've Well, he was doing was... the Mystical Knights of the Oingo Boingo for a while. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Like, he was just in... Oingo Boingo. Yeah, but, so he had like a whole career as a rock star before uh-huh. he started doing movie scores. Right. Yeah. And he's still doing movie scores. And, and it's yeah. funny because a lot fantastic. of Boingo stuff was very cinematic. It was mm-hmm. very... It was ska-based, but there was a lot of, you can hear a lot of the early beginnings of his scores yeah. back yeah. in their music. Well, and he does have a very distinctive sound. Oh. Like, I can usually pick out, oh, this sounds like a Danny Elfman mm-hmm. score, yes. even before I know that it's him that, that did the score. Absolutely. So, usually it's because I'm watching a Tim Burton movie, and that's usually a pretty good guess, and it's <laughs> Danny Elfman doing the score. Anyway, it sounds like Danny Elfman. Oh, it is. Ah, yeah. There you go. Um, so the casting for this film's amazing. Michael Keaton is Batman. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. Kim Basinger, Vicki Vale. This is when Pim, Kim Basinger, Basinger, however, Bassinger, however you yeah. want to say it, it's mm-hmm. Basinger. Um, this is when she had a career back yep. when like was, she yeah. was like a big deal. This is a um, Robert Wool. I love, love, love Billy D. Williams. Yep. Right. And then I love that they have, um, uh, Jack Polancy in this movie because yes. he's also one of those people that any western that you've ever seen in your life he's, he's been in it, in it. Mm-hmm. and then as he got older it was we need somebody that looks like a villain and it was always him <laughs> yes. he's got that villain face he doesn't even need to say anything and you pee your pants a little yep. yeah and then when he speaks then you pee a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is why his character works so well in like city slickers yes. they were just scared Curly. of him because yeah, he Curly was so just much. scary because he was um I, I think the casting was great, and it's interesting to talk about the casting, especially right now where we've just cast a new Batman. Right, right. And there's been a lot of controversy about who they've what? cast. I haven't heard about any of this controversy. Oh, yeah, people aren't happy about Robert Pattinson. I'm surprised you haven't heard about that yet. Um, do you not go on the internet? Yes, I do. <laughs> no, really, I like we do Robert all speak Pattinson. sarcasm fluently. I like him so, just fine yeah. as, as Batman. 
But I think when when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman, oh, it, was it was not a popular thing. decision. He just did Mr. Mom. Right. Like, he's this silly, you know, guy that... Mm-hmm. And so I think people weren't really that excited about it either. And then we saw him on the screen. And I mean, I was 10. I didn't care. Right. Right. I was 10. I wasn't really, like, I right. didn't read a ton of comics. Nope. Like, I think I had one Batman comic. I had a Spider-Man comic. And then I had, like, five Scooby-Doo comics. Like, mm-hmm. that was my mm-hmm. comic books. Because I was a girl. And back then, it just wasn't something that your parents right. put in your world. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So I had to, to fight for the dark side right. in my world. Um, <laughs> and I usually did it through Michael Jackson because Thriller was my thing. You know? Yeah. That's um, a good choice for the dark side, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Thriller's a great... Uh, music video and song and yeah so when i got to see this movie it was just this whole world opened up to me about superheroes and you know i think i had seen superhero movies before then but this was like the one that i was like i like this Mm -hmm. i want to Mm -hmm. be here in this world all the time yeah i had seen superman yeah the original richard donner film right um but this was my first experience with yeah, and I loved the all darker, the Superman movies just fine. But yeah, right. this was more of... It's a different type of hero. Well, and it's so great because, one, I loved the color purple. And the color purple is so... Not the movie, the color purple. That is also <laughs> really fantastic mm-hmm. with the actual color purple. Right. And so at that time in my life, it was a big deal. Like mm-hmm. everything was purple or black. Mm-hmm. And this when I watched this movie, I was just like, look, mom, see, me. you can have your whole world be this and, and then. And appropriately <laughs> enough, Prince did some of the songs yes, in Batman. And that's, so. But this is yeah. like the movie that they were like, oh, yeah, we need to bring soundtracks back to the films yes. and we need to make the music videos and we need to make a song. Because before, like it was hit and miss, whether mm-hmm. they had a soundtrack, they always had the original score. Right. But that's different. Like the soundtrack with a song specifically made and a music video done. And this was the MTV generation. Right. And right. so it was very powerful in so many ways. Yeah. It's funny because I remember I don't remember a whole lot about what my parents thought about this movie, except number one, I wasn't allowed to go see it on the big screen because I was a little too young and mm-hmm. they were afraid it was. A little be much. Too much, yeah. Um, and number two, I knew I wanted this for Christmas. Like this was the one thing I wanted for Christmas that year. Nothing else but this movie. Um, but I do remember my mom making a comment to my dad about it. it's just really sad that Prince did the songs in this movie because apparently she didn't like Prince. And oh, now really? looking back on her, I'm like, no, it's not sad. It's awesome because <laughs> I love his music in this movie. Well, and I think we got for Christmas as a family, we got this movie on VHS because we all liked it. And mm. I got the Micro Machine Minis yes. of the Gotham nice. City. Nice. Um, when really my brother thought it was his, not his. <laughs> not mine. His, yeah. I think it ended up with him. I'm going to find that. It's mine. Yeah. But the, where they had the bat signal on the top mm-hmm. of the Micro I Mini Mountain. That. Yes. I totally remember The merchandising that, that they it was did amazing for this, for oh this. yeah great. yeah i mean you couldn't go anywhere without seeing batman toys batman mm-hmm. products it was everywhere and it was just so well well burger well king was giving out actual physical glasses mm-hmm. with the batman signal yeah, on i didn't it. care about that at all and but pizza hut <laughs> but, but to give out like Whoa. but to give out an actual I kid, glass i was like i don't want yeah. glass i want a toy <laughs> stupid glass well and the i remember the action figures i was big into the action figures and they this was what I, I the first time that I remember them doing the different kinds of Batmans, even a bunch that weren't oh, even in the film. And yes. so, like, there was like a stealth Batman, and uh-huh. like a, there was one that was like jet gold. And I, it was really, yeah. I mean, really well done as far was there as that any goes. With no, that came out later. That was with <laughs> Batman and Robin. It, it was nippleless until Batman and Robin. That's when the bat nipples made their appearance. <laughs> oh. The bat nipples. Yeah. 
That's like the behind the scenes VH1. Like, <laughs> where are they now? The bat nipples. Where, I was big for a while, you guys. I dropped off just as fast. There wasn't there wasn't quite so much much fixation on him putting the costume on in this right, film like right. there yeah. was in Batman and Robin. It was good. Yeah. Because I remember that scene where he's putting on, you see the nipples, you see his butt, you see it like, okay, I get it. He's putting the costume on. We got yeah, it. Yeah. Come on. yeah. So anyway. Let's, we'll talk about Batman. We'll talk about Batman's butt later. Yeah. As far so. as I'm concerned, that's Gotham's ass right there. <laughs> so he is the ass of Gotham. Um, this was Ben Affleck made sure of that. Yes, it's true. So this was, um, yeah, it was a movie that I really, really wanted for Christmas too, and it was. Uh, we, I remember we had a, a Santa Claus party like a couple weeks before Christmas and Santa was there and he gave all of the kids a present and mine was a VHS tape. I was so excited and I opened it up and it was Batman, but it was the 1966 Batman movie, no! which no! was not the same thing. And I was, like, I was like, Santa, that kind of sucks, man. Why is this in black and white? Don't you really like color now? My parents had to pull me aside and they were like, don't worry. Like, this wasn't your main Christmas present. It's coming on Christmas. And we can still go out to the store and get that, right? Yeah. So it was... I, Santa was trolling me that year. Is basically what he it came down to. It, it, he totally what a troll, was. Santa, what a troll! But, uh, but I do remember watching that old 1966 Batman movie, and it was anyway. It was Shark interesting. Repellent? Yes, the bat shark repellent. <laughs> um, but but no, this 1989 Batman is just an incredible movie. I think from start to finish. Um, you know what a great casting choice for Michael Keaton as Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. What a great casting choice uh, for Jack Nicholson. Like. People didn't know what to expect from either of those actors, I think, in these roles. And what we got was just incredible. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and Jack Nicholson was a huge star at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, had done a lot of iconic movies. He was in Easy Rider. Um, he had done The Shining. Um, you know, he was a big name actor. So he insisted that he get top billing. Uh, mm-hmm. He got paid way more than anybody else. Uh, he got to set his own shooting schedule. He had, like, his own private trailer. He's Jack Nicholson. Absolutely, yeah. You're saying all these things, like, he did, doesn't do that anymore. Well, I think he probably true. still does, like, on every movie that he's on. But this was kind of rare at the time. Yeah. Now that's pretty standard. But yeah. but now he, yeah, back then. Well, he, but they he wanted him because it, it, it lent credibility to the film. 100%. I mean, Tim Burton, as a director, he hadn't done anything huge at this point. I mean, he had done stuff that Beetle people Juice, knew about. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Pee Wee's... Was Pee Wee's Big Adventure before Batman? I think I it was all after. weird stuff though. Like it, wasn't yeah, it like wasn't like yeah. I mean, Beetlejuice was not mainstream at all. It was this cult film. Yeah. Um, in fact, it wasn't until Beetlejuice was successful at the box office they even let him be the director for Batman. Yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was before Batman. Oh, good job. Four years, nicely done. So, but yeah, he hadn't done anything like not a big blockbuster type film, mm-hmm. and so for him to be the director here, like. They needed a star like Jack Nicholson to say, like, this is going to be a legit good movie. Yeah. And I think it added that credibility. And he, I mean, amazing Joker. Yeah. Amazing Joker. Mm-hmm. A, a different take, but I love that. And that's yeah. that to me is the interesting thing with Joker is you can take him in so many different directions. Yeah. For me, um, I was used to watching him on TV. Iconic right. For, yeah. The, the old Cesar, yeah. Cesar Romero. Which was, I mean, like cheesy and fun. And mm-hmm. and this was more of a dark, funny, but dark, dark. <laughs> dark humor. <laughs> and, you know, non-apologetic mm-hmm. and just, yeah. Well, 
and and Batman in the mainstream consciousness was that campy 1960s Batman. I mean, right. you saw him the in the bang, 1960s pow. series. You saw him in like the Super Friends series on the cartoons. You saw him with Scooby Doo, like all the stuff that was kind of cheesy and yeah. campy. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the comics, they had started going more this darker route with Batman. Um, and this was the film that kind of brought that into the mainstream that this is who Batman really could be. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, people were like, oh, that's why he's a really cool character. Not because, <laughs> like, because if you watch the old stuff, he is campy and cheesy, and it's not what we expect from Batman today. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. what we expect today is because of this film. Yes, Absolutely. We expect it to Well, be and the that. other thing, too, is they weren't making a lot of superhero films back then. No. Now we're getting a new superhero film every couple of months. Right. Back then, I don't know if there was one past Richard Donner's Superman. Um, no. I, you know, I mean, there, there are a few like swamp things. In yeah. There, yeah. There, but there wasn't any, nothing. But this yeah. wasn't like a mainstream thing. This was a big risk in a yeah. lot of ways. Well, and Marvel hadn't even made it off of TV yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had like the incredible Hulk on TV yeah. and they right. had like TV movies that tied in with that, but nothing big screen, big budget yeah. like this. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, except for Superman. So you're casting a comic actor as the lead role as the hero. Yes. Mm-hmm. You've got Jack Nicholson, but you've got an unproven director. I mean, this was something that could have, could have turned out pretty bad for it could them. be a DC movie from the 2000s. <laughs> Late 2018. Yeah. yeah. It could be a 2017, 18, or 19 DC movie. Right. It, it totally could, but it wasn't. It didn't. But it was amazing that the studio put so much behind it. Yeah. Like, because of the, the amount of merchandising that we saw on the they stuff believed that was out in this there, movie. they said, we're going mm-hmm. all in on it this movie. like Tim Burton just went and had coffee with George Lucas, and he's like, you know, you should do that with Batman. And then he was yeah. like, yeah, you know what? I should do that yeah, with Batman. That would be pretty Because wonderful. everything that they did was very Star Wars with this film. It absolutely, absolutely was. Absolutely. Yeah. As far as the, the toys and every, I mean, you really, you would go to the toy aisle and it was all Batman. Like, mm-hmm. there was nothing else except Batman. Dominated. So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, and it could have really stunk. And I'm so grateful that it didn't. So. What was your favorite scene in the movie? I love the end, the fight between Joker and Batman Up at the, the end. Belfry. And, you know, Joker's pulling out all the gags and, you know, he's putting the glasses on. He's like, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? And, he, you know, and that whole fight, then when he's dangling off of the off of the roof there. Mm-hmm. Um, the atomic wedgie. Yeah. <laughs> all of that. Like, it was all just really well done. So I love that, probably that scene quite a bit. I love in the art. Um, that's where better. I was going. Yeah, yeah. I love that when malicious destruction. Just, of... He just yeah, because the song is cheesy mm-hmm, and his mm-hmm. dance moves or dad moves, but <laughs> like it was just like so joke. Like you just knew who Joker was at mm-hmm. that point. I loved it. He's menacing. He's funny. He's weird. Uh, defacing famous works of art, and mm-hmm. yeah, I love that scene. I also like the part where Bruce is coming to visit Vicky and. Vicky Vale, uh, vale right? Which, like, that's just the V version of Lois Lane, right? Right. I don't know. It sounds anyway, but no, Vicky Vale, Lois Lane. Anyway, uh, he comes to visit her, and and Joker shows up, and they they're having that conversation, and uh, Joker says, "Have you ever danced with the devil by the pale moonlight?" Yes. And he realizes it's the guy who killed yeah. his family, mm-hmm. and and that's that's a pretty powerful moment as well. Yeah, which was interesting because that wasn't in the comics. Joker's never been the guy who killed no. the oh, Waynes. Really? Yeah, no. uh-uh. I didn't even know that. No, that's how much I am a nerd. Yeah, it's more. I don't know. 
There's different There's stories. Joe Chill. Joe yeah. Chill is oh, the most two, common there, one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I like I like that idea because it gives was... it a reason to be mm-hmm. like for them to be you know fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And and I do think it's a shame that at the end of the movie, you know, Joker basically spoilers falls to his death. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you haven't seen it in the last 20 years, that's kind of on you. But um, he falls to his death. And I thought that was a shame because I would have liked to have seen a sequel between Batman and Joker. But mm-hmm. See, but I think Jack Nicholson was busy. Like, he Oh, had, yeah. I'm he sure he was like, million other movies to make. yeah, you're going to yeah. pay me this and much money time, to be in that movie, but I'm doing that, that one time, movie. It was unheard of for you to play the same character in more than right. one movie. Like right. it just yeah. wasn't, Hey, you're going to have a three movie deal. deal for the same character in the right. same movie. Like not even Batman was, you right. know, that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I know we get Batman returns and then he's like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's fine. Cause so is Tim Burton. And then it all <laughs> goes downhill from there. <laughs> Until Christopher Nolan pulled it back out. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what, what, um, Use your words. Uh-huh. They're there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked a lot about, like, our memories and our favorite moments. Um, I do like, as far as side characters, who was your favorite side character in this one? In this? Mm-hmm. Oh. So many good characters. My, um, my favorite's got to be the reporter guy. The reporter guy? Yeah. What's his name in the movie? Um, I'm looking. Knox. Knox. Ah. Yes, because he's just obnoxious. Likes Vicky Vale as well. Trying to pursue her. Trying. He's the only one that believes that this Batman guy is out there, mm-hmm. and everybody else is making fun of him. And I don't know. I like this character. I, like I don't know if I have a favorite secondary. I just loved the dynamic between Batman and the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if I had a a favorite secondary one for sure. Yeah. And it, and it, this one is really fueled by the two main characters. I mean, there's really not a whole lot like the secondary characters are very, very, yeah. You get into um, the second film and you've got Catwoman and Mm -hmm. Penguin. They start to have more Christopher Walken, you know, Mm -hmm. I Um, mean, Jack Polanski's character is pretty cool though. Yeah. Oh, he very much is really cool. Maybe him for me. Yeah. Uh, He plays Grissom. Yeah. And he's got to get, and, and Joker's got to get rid of him. And he does, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's there's so much good in this movie. I I do think um, you can tell that this is a Tim Burton movie in a lot of ways, but it's also I feel like kind of a restrained Tim Burton movie. They're like they're like, yeah, we're yes. gonna let you direct this big yes. film, but you've got to keep some of your kind of rein in some of the weirder in stuff. Yeah. I think it was kind of a big deal that um, they made. Billy D. Williams, Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. uh-huh. because Harvey Dent's such a big character, and you, and back in '89, yeah, like that was handing it to Billy D. Williams. Now, of course, he was in Star, Star Wars, Wars yeah. so um, but still, mm-hmm. I don't. And how he became Tommy Lee Jones in the third one, I don't totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> what could have been with two faces, three face actually? Yeah, now, this yeah, point. yeah, that's true. <laughs> That the acid did more than just change half of his face. Um, yeah, I liked Billy D. Williams, and I thought that was interesting to have him in the film, um, and especially as a character like Harvey Dent, who in the comics everybody's familiar with, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's a name that everybody knows. And I think that that's interesting too because it starts to kind of set up: we're going to do more, and we're going to build on what we've done here. 
um, which they start to do with Batman Returns, mm-hmm. and then it kind of takes a weird turn after that. I Very think so. Alfred in this movie is exactly the Alfred that we all picture Alfred being. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. Like, he is so Alfred. Although, yeah. I mean, I, I have to say, I do love Morgan Freeman um, as... Well, he's Lucius. Lucius, Lucius Fox, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he kind of is a little secondary Alfred, a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, he's like the Alfred of the business side. Of the side. tech side. Yeah, yeah. the tech mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, when you think about Batman, I... Yeah, Alfred in this movie is like... like I mean, they could have drawn him. Yeah. And that would have been him. So Well, this is an interesting movie because it does kind of take um, what we had seen from the 1960s right. TV show and kind of started taking it a little bit edgier, a little bit darker, but still there were elements of it in there. Like Commissioner Gordon, I think, is in his like police uniform most of the time in yes. this movie. Mm-hmm. Like he is all the yes. time. Um, well, I guess he's not, but the captain, the, the police, cap- captain police captain always is in the yeah. 60s cartoon. But it's still much more... The Commissioner Gordon that we know from the 60s show. I said cartoon, but I meant show. Yeah. Um, and not like the Commissioner Gordon that we see in the Dark Knight right. trilogy, you know. Yeah. Gary Oldman's take, yeah. Right, oh, which is awesome. Yeah, so good. <laughs> and Alfred is more similar to what we see in the old series uh-huh. more than uh, Michael Caine's Alfred yeah. in the I mean, Dark Michael Knight Caine's trilogy. amazing. Yeah. But I loved Alfred in this, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting because we're starting to see that transition from... Like, look, we've got to have some things that are familiar to people who are familiar with that, only that Batman, but we're going to start taking it a little bit darker direction. Mm -hmm. To have a suit all black, for example, that hadn't been done on on screen yet. And it worked so well, and it made me think, why did we never do this before? That big splash of yellow. Yeah, Yeah. you've just got the yellow emblem in the middle. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you think the movie was kind of, uh, I mean, it definitely helped Warner Brothers, it helped Batman... But it made over $400 million. At the time when it was released, it was the fifth highest grossing movie of all time. And then it seemed like Warner Brothers was intent on cranking out Batman movies. And they didn't take the time to develop the stories as much. Even Batman Returns, I felt, was a weaker story. And then Batman and Robin and so on and so forth. And until it came back to Nolan, who kind of took it back to its roots... But it almost seemed like we oversaturated with Batman. So the 90s was an interesting time for superheroes in general, like even the comics. And a lot of that had to do, I think, with the success of Batman. As Batman was so successful, Mm -hmm. 89, then you start going in the 90s, comic books start selling off the shelves. People start realizing, oh, you can collect these and maybe make money. So you start investing. And that just creates all sorts of chaos in the comic book world. And then at the same time, you're cranking out these films where Warner Brothers is saying, let's make as much money off of this as possible. Because not only did you have Batman Returns, which was a little bit different from Batman. I enjoy Batman Returns yes. a lot. Yes. Um, but then Batman Forever just goes in a completely different direction. And then Batman and Robin's a train wreck. Right. You've got that. And in addition to that, you've got uh, Catwoman, which came out shortly after Batman and Robin, I think. Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Not it was awesome. was awesome. But Halle Berry, the Catwoman movie, right. with her barely there mm-hmm. outfit. <laughs> like, I'm all for seeing Halle Berry, Berry in a swimsuit all day mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. You're not going to fight crime in No. One. No, you're not. Uh-uh. Well, and, and that movie was just horrible. Yeah, oh. it set everything back about 20 years yeah. as far as everything. Everything. Yeah. everything. It was like, awful. There wasn't one thing it didn't hurt by yeah. making that film. I absolutely agree. I mean, Cheerios did not taste the same. Yeah, no, it's true. Everything was ruined. Everything was ruined for a little while. Um, but, I mean, this 
this movie was so critical in setting up what was a, such a huge decade for comics, oh, such a huge decade for animation, because you get the Batman animated yes, series after this. so good. Which is great. I mean, it's just amazing. And you from that, you get the Superman animated series yes. and the Justice League. Yes. And all these things that are so good that lead us into the early 2000s where... The Dark Ages. Of- yeah, of Batman. <laughs> but it opens the door up for things like X-Men and Spider-Man. Yeah. And then the MCU as a whole. And That's so true. all of that I think can be traced Marvel back said, to this. Hey, this is a really good idea that they're doing poorly. Let's do it better. That's exactly right. And by right. better, I mean like amazing. Mm-hmm. But first they tried to do it the same with and Daredevil. Yes. And yeah. it was Why awful. did you even have to bring that <laughs> I'm up? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought we, I thought we understood each other. <laughs> but, but Daredevil was clearly <laughs> an attempt to say, hey, let's make a Batman movie of our own. Who do okay. we have that's close to that? Oh, and let's again, do Daredevil. Do you know why it sucked? Ben Affleck. <laughs> I'm yes. blaming it on him. No, the writing was horrible. No, but yeah. he is the common denominator between that movie uh-huh. sucking and the new Batman well, sucking. Well, that's the reason. And the thing is, he's not even a bad Batman. He no, just, he's not he a bad Batman. He just effed everything up because he promised us the world. Yep. And then he's like, no, I don't know. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the reason that he decided to do Batman, because <laughs> after fart noises, hashtag <laughs> <laughs> raspberries. But I mean, after Daredevil came out and he got, oh, hang on, there's Rush playing on the speakers. Good job, Watchtower. Anyway, um, total distraction. But, ooh, you, know. you hear that synthesizer intro yeah, from you know Tom exactly, Sawyer, yeah. you know exactly what song you've got. Yep. Um, but anyway, so now I've totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, ooh, I don't know where ooh, you. Rush distracted me. Anyway, okay, move on. Rush distracted me. That might be the title. Ruined everything. Oh, but he said he would never do a a superhero movie again. But then he changed his mind and he wanted to redeem himself with Batman. But he's Mm -hmm. also a huge Batman fan, and he said he would make Batman the best it's ever been for us. He promised us, just like he promised Jennifer Garner, the best life ever, and then he effed that up too. And then he got that awful back tattoo. There's, there's a lot. Ugh, that's not real, is it? Not real. <laughs> oh, it's real. Oh, boy. That's disgusting. He's... Yeah. It... <laughs> he did overpromise and underdeliver as far as Batman goes. That's very true. But he true. wasn't and... awful. I, because, no, he no, wasn't he a bad was Batman. Batman. He promised us better movies, and we so we looked yeah. for We took him for his word. Yeah. yeah. And then... Well, Batman yeah. as a character to me isn't nearly as interesting as the villains around him. His rogues gallery is well. The only insane. reason he exists is because the villains around him. Yeah, right. there's this whole thing: did they create him or did he create them? Yeah. It's the chicken and the egg, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. 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 So, as Val has said before, you got to have a good jawline, and your you gotta... head has to be big enough. That's why I knew Ben Affleck was great. He has a giant head. Yeah, he's got a good jawline. Yeah, like he's got a good head of hair. Mm-hmm. But we had got, everything we needed. But it's got to go beyond the looks, though. But he, he's a not a bad actor. No, he's not. he's not. Again, he promised, and then he... Ben, okay, I'm swear not... Swear word, swear word, swear word, exclamation point. Yeah. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not anti-Batfleck. I liked him as Batman. I don't like that at mm-hmm. all. You don't like Batfleck at all? No. Okay. I'm not anti... Sounds like feces. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm not anti him as Batman. I thought he did a really good job as Batman. I Bad do feel a little bit. Yes, that's I feel like obviously I'm a problem. A hot flash right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It has nothing, nothing to do with you or the show. But like, I can't concentrate because yeah, we are we are struggling with the heat a little bit today. It's summertime. Right yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Part of the reason they're moving to the new location, better air conditioning. Yes. We so, should mention, I don't know if we mentioned yet that we're at Watchtower. We're at Watchtower so. yet again because yes. this is where we love to record. We feel at home here and um, they're going to have a new place pretty soon where I will not have hot flashes caused by the restaurant, but just because I'm going to be 40 next month. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag looking, looking forward to life. Oh, we're using the hashtag. hashtag. 40's just the beginning. How's that for a hashtag? Of the of the mid forties. I mean, mid forties next year. Of the. Well, that's more toward the end, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what I need. I need in my forties a good Batman movie. I want it to go back to where we believed in Batman, and I think that was Michael Keaton. Yes, I love um, all of the Christopher Nolan Batmans. I love, but. Michael Keaton as Batman and the whole thing they built around him. Like I believed it. I wanted Mm -hmm. it. I wanted Mm -hmm. it to be there. I wanted to live there. Like I just, we need to go back there again. Yeah. And I think that one thing that, that DC, their movies are better when they're self contained. Like when they're not focused at trying to catch up to Marvel and they're just saying, we're going to build our own, Whatever. I mean, Superman never crossed over with Batman in the original movies. Right. There was never even talk of that happening. Um, and so I think if they can go back to that kind of storytelling, and the same thing like Shazam was pretty self-contained. Mm-hmm. We didn't see any. Well, okay, we did see one cameo at the end of yeah, Shazam, but it was. But, but it's a self-contained film for the most part. Wonder right. Woman was self-contained. Right. The, the next one definitely will be because it's in 1984. Right. Uh, Aquaman was self-contained. Yeah. yeah, the ones where they were not trying to outdo themselves worked pretty well. Right, and if they try not to rush to try to mm-hmm. catch up with um, MCU, right. then I think they're they're fine. But I agree. I would like to see a good Batman movie. Well, and I, I don't know what they're doing I, now. I guess they're so, scrapping so, everything that's come so before. Yes. It's going to be younger Batman, yep. but they're bringing in... Pelican or Pelican penguin. penguin. I would like to see a Pelican. Pelican would be um, cool. They're bringing in <laughs> Penguin um, with Andy Circus, and they're bringing in Catwoman. So I feel like they're doing a movie that's already been done. Right. Like why redo that one when it was a when it was. I've heard that those good. are the two main villains, but, but that it's, it's not a the rogue same story. Okay. Right. I've heard that the, the rogues gallery will definitely play more into this one. Okay. Um, I love Matt Reeves as a director. He started mm-hmm. off with like Cloverfield. He did the Planet of the Apes versions, yeah. uh, the non-Tim Burton ones, the more recent ones. Um, I think he's a he's a huge Batman fan. I think he's going to do a tremendous job with this. And I like the fact because Pattison, I don't know what to expect from his Batman. Mm-hmm. Like when they cast Ben Affleck, I had a pretty good idea of what that Batman was going to well, be. Well, they're bringing in another Brit to save the right, day. Right, right. Um, and I think, again... Uh, Pattinson has been in some great movies. Everybody's like, ooh, Twilight. Well, guess what? Let's go back to everyone's career in the right, beginning right, when they right. all chose stupid movies. Let's, well, let's talk about Iron Man for a minute and yeah. Robert Downey Jr.'s career yeah, yeah. in the beginning. Like, we can't do that. You know, everybody's throwing well, him under the bus for that. I think he's going to be great. His head is definitely big enough. I did some right. research. <laughs> definitely big enough. The circumference That's important. will fit. That's it the most to, important because thing. Because if you put a yeah. mask on and then your head looks too small. Oh, it totally is like, not. Or it's like all squished. Do you think you could pad the mask though? Like, like put like tissue paper up I there. Mean, to, it. I don't know. It wouldn't work. No, no. Somebody punches Batman in the head, and there's just this dent. A little squeaky noise. Yeah. <laughs> a little squeaky noise. I want the squeaky noise. That's what I want. Uh, uh, I I think so. Everybody gives him a hard time, but the reality is, he did Twilight, 
and then he went and did what he wanted to do. Well, he was part of a successful some... franchise that made him a lot of money where right. he could say, okay, now, now I can, I can do whatever I want. Indie mm-hmm. films and, People yeah. forget well, that these actors are out there, like, this is their, their livelihood. Job. This right. is their, their job. Right. So they, they can't, you can't always afford to be picky. Mm-hmm. It's like you can get this paycheck or you can sit here and Especially wait around for something maybe. Yeah. And at the time, Twilight, the book series, was a national bestseller. Everybody yeah. was talking about them. Well, it's not like the movies if somebody's, Well, that's what I'm saying. If somebody came up I've and said, yeah. we're going to give you an opportunity to be in the biggest franchise of the moment, of course you're going to say yes to that. Okay, I get to be in this huge film. I get to be As a paid really actor. well. Right. I get instant credibility. Heck yeah, I'm signing on for that for that film. I mean, there's really not a lot of difference between between him signing on to do Twilight and really like Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth signing on to be Cap or Thor. Because right. at the time, we had no idea what Captain exactly. America and Thor mm-hmm. were going mm-hmm. to be. The only difference is the fans that don't like Twilight like Captain America and Thor. So they're like, oh, yeah, those are even though Thor The Dark World is a stinker of a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a and, terrible movie. But Maybe we can look past it because we like. no and had his shirt off more in the movie. It would have been better. <laughs> I would have liked it more. I don't know why. Weird. Because you can be okay. Like, yeah. He's got an amazing body. He, does he doesn't want to look at it. It's true. <laughs> I mean, just respecting, you know. Yeah, what like gets to the be work there. that he has. Speaking of bodies, have you seen this lately that uh, Jason Momoa, there was pictures of him yes. with his dad bod and everybody's shaming him. His because dad bod does not look like. Number one. Yeah. No. Like, it's still pretty uh-uh. fantastic. And stop shaming him. So the dude doesn't stay in tip-top shape when he's not filming Aquaman. Like, give him a break. This is what I want people that do those comments to have to do. If you're going to make that comment in order for it to go through, you then have to post a picture of yourself. Right. Oh, good. And if your dad bod is worse than his, then you shouldn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to get into that kind of... my dad bod sucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I went for the extra large model, so, you know. But... But that's the thing. They don't, people don't understand that like these actors who are in these superhero movies, they don't stay in that physical shape all the time. They they devote their entire existence to training and eating. Like they're training like six hours a day. So if he's between movies and he's taking some time off. Yeah. All right. So quick side note. I love this story. So, um, Chris, quick side note to our side note. Our whole show is a quick side note. I think that's the title of this. Quick side note. Yes. (laughs) Um, so, Again, um, having a total brain cramp, forgive me. The guy who plays Star-Lord, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, yep. Chris so Pratt Chris was on Pratt. Parks and Rec. And, well, when he, because wow. he was he was Andy Dwyer in Parks and Rec. Right. Kind of the schlubby, overweight, right. kind of dim-witted guy. And then he gets cast for Guardians of the Galaxy. And they have that shot of him getting scanned and he's with his shirt off and he's ripped. And everybody was like, how is that even the same guy? So he talked about how he had been married to Anna Faris. Mm-hmm. And... How he said, now this is her fault because she married me back when I looked like Andy Dwyer. She didn't marry me when I looked like this. And so he said, after this, I don't have another movie for like six months. So I'm going to stop at the store and get a six pack of beer and a dozen donuts. Yeah. Daddy's coming home. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's, I think, understandable. I mean, 
people don't understand the amount of work and effort that these actors put into looking like that right. for and these they movies. Have to or they right. can't keep their like, job. Right. That's it's their job like, hey, leading up to filming. It is their job. Yeah, it's right. not like, yeah. hey, I just decided I want to go to the gym every day. And if I decide not to go today, it'll be okay. Nobody's going to come right. over and be like, what are you doing? You can't. You have to be on set tomorrow. Uh-huh. Smack the donut out of your hand and tell you to go get well, on a treadmill. I, I decide every night before I go to bed, tomorrow morning, I'm going to go to the gym. And then I wake up. And I talk myself out of it really easy because there's not somebody coming over to my house saying, no, you have to go. I can come over to your house any day and smack a donut out of your hand if you want me to. You just tell me That's when I'm wearing I don't know that I do. You and also, there's no contract that says that I have to. You also oh, don't have it. to fit into a spandex suit that is completely tailor-made for your body. Exactly. You cannot gain or lose one pound. Exactly. Or it won't fit. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah, I Thankfully. put on my Spidey suit earlier, earlier this week, and I was like, I ate two cheeseburgers, and you can totally tell they're right there. Like Those two cheeseburgers yeah, that right, I ate are right, right there. there. So, anyway, that was a huge side note, but I just wanted to bring it up because I, I thought that was really interesting when I saw it. So. I loved his response where it was just like, get over yourselves. or just something very yeah. direct and simple. Yeah. Like, People are dumb. Get a life, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the hard bodies that we see in superhero films. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get that with Michael Keaton. In Batman. No, no, his like, hard body came not. when he put on the hard suit. Right. Like everything was chiseled. You just right. snapped like, right okay, in. Remember this... those, remember those toys that you snapped into the yeah. clothes? Yeah. Yes. Like, like, you snap on together. muscles. Uh-huh. You had snap on muscles. That's exactly right. Like, yeah, I mean, he was a very attractive man. Right. And he put the tux on and I'm like, you're very attractive. Yeah. There was no muscles under no. there. No. And that's the difference. You look at like Christopher Reeve, for example, obviously Bale, like Christian Bale, Christian Bale, same thing. Like mm-hmm. Christopher Reeve, there was no padding or muscles in that suit. It was just a spandex suit. And right. that was That's all Christopher Reeve. Was. And he doesn't even look as, he was as born cut. That way. Yeah. I think he came out that way. Probably. He was, he was awesome. Oh, I love he was born to play Superman. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and we should do an episode on Superman sometime That'd because be that's one of my all time favorites. I think we should favorites. do an episode on how him and, uh, Oh my gosh. Him and his roommate, who is also very famous and dead. Oh. Ah, uh, Robin uh, Williams. Oh, oh yeah. Went to school together, rights. lived together, and had like two totally opposite careers, but yes. amazing at the same That's time. That's true. And I think Kevin Conroy was like a roommate with them yes. as well yep. at the same uh-huh. time. So, yes. like, anyway, that would be quite a room to be to, a fly. Oh, you've, got, you've got a Superman, a Batman, and a genie. Like, <laughs> that sounds like the beginning of a joke. That would end really, really well. Superman, Batman, and a genie. Walk into Juilliard. And hilarity ensues. Um, but yeah, Michael Keaton didn't, and I think that was part of the complaint. He just didn't look the part in people's minds. Right. But he, he was, pulled it off. But he totally pulled it off. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. People for a while were saying he was a really good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and an okay Batman. Um, I thought he was fine as both. I, yeah. I think he's one of the better well, it, of pulling off the two sides of that character. Typically, when people ask who your favorite Batman is, it it's it's kind of like the would you pick Kirk or Picard kind right, of right. conversation, and it really Picard. comes Kirk. Okay, Picard. It, it's Picard. It's the right answer. Kirk and was, as a bald man, I would you. think that Picard would be <laughs> your answer. I grew up on the original Star Trek. My mom was a huge fan of the original. Yeah, that's fine. I did um, too, but Picard. Picard was better. <laughs> I'm a Kirk guy. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. Anyway. But usually when that debate comes down, <laughs> when it comes down Send to your Batman. to podcasts and movies that make it. It usually comes down to Christian Bale or Michael Keaton. I would agree. Anymore. Like, yeah. nobody really says Adam West. Nobody really says uh, George Clooney should have been good. 
He really should have. He had he the look. He should have. His Val head Kilmer, was big Val enough. Kilmer should have been good. Like, yeah. Again, they were bu- they were given horrible scripts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can only do so much with what you're handed. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I, I've got to believe that at some point they they came to George Clooney and they said, "We'd like you to play Batman." He said, "I'm on board. That sounds great." Then they gave him the script and he was probably thinking, "What, what have I, I done?" But you know what he probably did is, I'm not really into superheroes. I don't really know this genre. Right. And I'm so this trusting, might be. I'm trusting yeah. the fact that they've been made before that these people right. know what they're doing and you know, like he didn't know. Yeah. Well, and I think for him, he was at that point trying to break into movies because yeah, he had I mean, done he on ER, ER and yeah. was huge on that. And he's had an incredible. I mean, it I mean, didn't. He had a mullet did not for a kill while. his you just career. You, I mean, you have to give yeah. him a break. Yeah. I agree. We, I think every actor has probably done a movie or two that they're like, oh, I yeah. really wish people wouldn't talk about that one ever. Ever again. Yeah. But, all right, so let's grade Batman 1989. I don't know that we talked a whole lot about the movie, but I think we, we all like we, we did. We did. We did. We did. All right, okay. What uh, would you grade it? B plus it? for me. B, B plus. Okay. Yeah, I'd go BB plus somewhere right in there. Just because of the impact that this had on me, I would say an A okay. for me, just because it, it really shaped what I was into later and mm-hmm. Uh, what I enjoyed as far as movies go, not just superheroes, but movies. Right. So. Yeah. Back then, I would have said A minus A. Now I'd say B, B plus. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm B plus for sure. Which, that's still a really solid grade. Like, Absolutely. Like, yeah. if it's on, on cable or satellite one weekend. B plus with a side of Princeo. That's right. <laughs> Which almost is enough to bump it up. Like, that's like that's extra true. credit, right? That's true. Prince, it, yeah. And I didn't Prince. appreciate Prince at the time. What? Like, I like the songs, but I didn't realize how... A, brilliant of a musician he was yeah um and that wasn't as much in my musical wheelhouse like yeah. i liked the songs in the movie but i he was wasn't like out to rush he couldn't be bothered with no that was later oh. that was even <laughs> was later yeah rocking out to rush. I, I grew up with a, two older sisters and my mom and it was like neil diamond rod stewart that's what we listened to oh, okay so prince was so a little I could bit see more if, extreme, if neil diamond is what you listened to it would be hard to appreciate the genius of prince right for sure. <laughs> I do now, very but at different, the time I didn't. But I think as a kid, yeah. you kind of don't yeah. understand. This just sounds really different, so I don't know that I like it. You right. know, So right. I can understand that. But I think we're getting to the age, all of us here, where like stuff that we really liked as kids mm-hmm. when we were younger that our parents were like, that's garbage or whatever. <laughs> like Now everybody looks back and I'm like, those guys were geniuses right. and amazing. I hope, do you think that's going to happen with mumble rap? Because I hate mumble rap. And I'm like, is it because I'm old or is it because it's horrible? I don't know. In 20 that's a good years, question. are we going to look back at mumble rap and be like, no. those kids were geniuses with their tattoos on their faces and blah, 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 they can't gonna, understand I'm what they're saying. I don't know. I like to be able to understand what's being said. What it said, mumble rap sounds like to me is my kid whining because they're not getting their way and they just want to keep asking me for their way. They just want to be asking me for their way. Like, that's what mumble rap that's is. That's probably why I don't like it, because that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I can't stand it when Sorry, my kids that do that. that was also just like, off tangent, but yeah. yes. No, I don't know. It could be that, it, you know, down the road that that becomes something. But I think now, like, I look at it, bands that I liked when I was a kid. Weezer's a good example where everybody was like, oh, Weezer. Weezer. But now they're like the elder statesman of, right. like, <laughs> alternative rock, which is awesome crazy. And, and crazy at the same time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I think Prince... You know, a lot of like my mom and her feelings about Prince. She didn't really care for Prince, mm-hmm, and he was, mm-hmm. you know, evil because he dressed up all fancy, like a, I don't know. Yeah, he, right. He was very. He's feminine. Yeah. Uh huh. And so That's there fair. was all of that. That That's fair to say. Um, all that went into it, but now you look back on it, it was like he was amazing. Yeah. Oh, he was uh, just incredible. Amazing. Played like every instrument, the way he thought of the building, the music, just yeah, awesome. Um, also musical genius. Just quick wrap up, back to what we talked about earlier. 
Danny Elfman. Yeah. yeah. Go back, listen to his scores. Even his bad scores are pretty good. He does have a style. It is kind of similar. He does kind of ape himself a lot. But this Batman, this was his breakout into oh, into scoring well, movies. Well, and the Batman theme from this, I mean, that's what inspired I love this. This might be my music. favorite Batman theme. Yeah, it's what inspired the music for the animated series. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, when you when it starts playing, you immediately think of Batman. It sounds like a superhero movie. Yeah, it is yeah. just this bright, brassy song. Well, and he did it again with. Um, Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Uh-huh. He did the score for that. Yeah. Yeah, I love Danny Elfman. Crying I think he's... Spider-Man? Yes, Crying Spider-Man. But he wasn't... Well, yeah, he was a crybaby in this yeah. one, too. Um, but he... Danny Elfman's one of my favorite composers. Mm-hmm. Like, he's up there, for me, with John Williams. Obviously not mm-hmm. as accomplished as John Williams, sure, sure. but... In terms of I, something you enjoy listening to. I, yeah. I would put him in the same category, yeah. for sure. He yeah. was just a different generation, mm-hmm. but definitely... Yeah. Same. Well, in very different styles too. John Williams is much more about yeah, the bombastic, I mean, as as big like right, themes. And yes. being consistent with greatness, mm-hmm. I yeah. would put him, and that's big because I love John Williams. Yeah. But yeah. I would put him definitely in the same category of greatness. Yeah. yeah. So this was just a big movie all the way around. It, it really showed Michael Keaton could do more than comedy. It showed Tim Burton was a, a real, solid, legit, solid director. Uh, director and Danny Elfman was a legitimate scores. Then mm-hmm. you know. Scoresman, is that what we're going to call it? No. And then Score Jack writer, was just composer. being Jack. That's what composer. we're calling. Yeah. Composer. That's a great word. Good job. Thanks. Came up with that all by yourself. Composer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a made up word. Fake news. I love that line. All words are made up. That's true. I didn't think about that. But they are. Yesterday, somebody's name was like ridiculous, like something from Draper where you put like seven names together. Yes. And I'm like, I turned to this guy and I'm like, that name's made up. And he just looked at me and I'm like, all names are made up. And he's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Finish drinking your drink, man. It's all right. All right. This has been a great episode. Like, I've enjoyed it. We've kind of been all over the place. Um, Quick side note. I think that will probably be the title for this one because everything's been <laughs> a quick side tangents. note. Um, but if you want to find us on social media, we are everywhere. Facebook, uh, Movies That Make Us. Uh, Instagram, at Movies That Make Us. Twitter, at Movies Make Us. You can send us feedback directly uh, to our email, pod, podcast at moviesthatmakeus.com. Uh, if you have a suggestion for a show you want us to do, we'd love to hear about it. If you have feedback on the shows that we have done, we'd love to hear that too. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are there, uh, as well as soulandroids.com. That's where you can find our show notes and everything else. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. Like, seriously, yes, leave geez. us a review. Give us feedback. Um, tell us what we can do better. Tell us how amazing we are. We especially love those. Oh, those are good. Um, Send and- us flamingos. Yes, we love flamingos. <laughs> I'm not wearing a flamingo. I was like, yes, well, dang it, I'm not wearing uh, a flamingo. I mean, I feel like you're always wearing one spiritually. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, because when you said flamingos, even though I kind of knew you weren't, I still looked at your shirt just to see. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. Anyway, we do love the flamingos. I love the flamingos. I don't know why, but I do. Anyway. They're assholes. That's probably it. They're my spirit animal, apparently. Anyway. <laughs> This has been a lot of fun today. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and sticking it out with us. And uh, we won't see it in the movies. We don't have a song to sing on this one. um, (laughs) All right. We're just going to stop. Bye.
This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.